meaningful hockey. Boy, it, it, it hits a little bit different. Leafs talk. J.D. Bunkus, Sam McKee, Leafs lose to the Boston Bruins on Hockey Night in Canada in the uh, essentially the last minute of the game on a Matt Grizzlick clapper, his first goal in like 33 games. Bit of a heartbreaker for the Leafs. But, buddy, you know, I, I had to keep telling you to shut up before we were getting online because both you and I were just excited to watch a hockey game where it was two good teams who cared. How, how, it's been a while since we've had that, bud. Yeah, this is a long way from Detroit on Thursday night, bud. This was a really awesome hockey game with two really good teams going back and forth. And Leafs fought their way back into it. And like you said, you know, a bit of a heartbreaker. Thought they played really well yeah. in the third period. I thought they kind of got caved in a bit in the second, as the score probably showed. But I don't know what Keith said in the dressing room between the second and third period, but he really motivated the guys. And they seemed like they really had a good response. But man, that was an awesome hockey game. Yeah, so uh, I'll just start with this. Like, who do you think's happier from that game? Like, let's yeah, like we agree that this seemed like a measuring stick game for both teams, right? They just for both sure. seemed to come out and care. They both played with intensity. It was funny because like I had people in my mentions saying like Toronto looks bad to start the game, and I was like they were getting outshot, but I you could tell like the intensity level was ramped mm -hmm. up. But who do you think was like happier with like the result is obviously the Bruins, but the way that they played. Uh, probably, I mean, it's a good question. I think what you're getting at here is that the Leafs are getting on the plane tonight and they're not as devastated as they would be in a diff if the game had gone a different way. I think the Bruins, because they got another regulation win against a team that was chasing them in the standings and this, them yeah. getting the full two points there, that pretty much Huge. like that, that like, if it wasn't dead and buried already, it's getting pretty close now to the can, Leafs. Can I jump no in chance. just there? Yeah. Yeah. Can I jump in there on this, that, yeah. that kind of crushed me at the end. That didn't really hit me because I kind of thought both teams were going overtime and that the standings sure. would be kind of flat. And my brain had already done the processing of like, man, if you're Toronto, even if you get the overtime point and they get mm -hmm. just one on you, it's so hard. I was doing the exact it, same thing. And then all of a sudden it was like, you're down. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. boy, this sucks. This was kind of the one of the stories we could have had this year of like, maybe just maybe the Leafs are catching the Bruins. Because did you hear what Sheldon Keefe said pregame? No, I didn't. What did he say? It was it was perfect. It was just a really sometimes Keith just nails it. And I know it's just coach speech. It's basically mm -hmm. common sense. That's mostly sports. Yeah. Good takes in sports are mostly just common sense. Yeah. But yeah. Essentially, he just said that all they want to do is keep the pressure. He said the Bruins are playing at a historic pace, but they just mm -hmm. want to keep the pressure on so that if they don't maintain that pace, they'll be right there nipping at their heels. And that's I went, that should be exactly it. Perfectly said. Yeah. But perfectly said, because you want Boston to be trying their asses off to make sure that mm -hmm. the regular season matters. You want them to be chasing the president's trophy, and hopefully they go the way of Tampa from a couple of years ago. What was that, 2019, where they just kind of burnt out and they were hurt and they they put all their eggs into the let's get the records for John Cooper basket and they get into mm -hmm. the round with Columbus. Kucherov swept. has one bad game and he has a cry vest and they mm -hmm. completely break down <laughs> and get swept by Columbus. That's kind of what mm -hmm. you're hoping for. But yeah, yeah, I, I like. Back to the thing about just the Bruins being happy, I, or who's happier. Bruins get the two points, takes a little bit of the pressure off them. I, I think that they're the happier team with how tonight played. Like, I thought the Leafs had to kind of throw everything at Boston, and they played, like, a pretty damn good game from with a lot of their guys. And still, I came away from it thinking Bruins had the better goaltending. They got the better defenseman. Like, they got the better blue line, no questions asked. They got a top line that can match up with Toronto's just like as good as anybody around the league. And then there was just like when things got physical, when there were puck battles, I, I tipped the cap to Leafs that they they really matched the energy level. Like they weren't 
embarrassed in a game against arguably, well, not arguably, the best team in the league right now. Historically great start to a season by the Bruins. But I just like, throughout the game, I kept feeling like Toronto was playing Boston's game more than the other way around. And that they were just doing like a good job of keeping up with the big brother. Yeah, I think that's a fair take to have out of that game. If I'm Kyle Dubas watching that, I'm probably thinking, I think that's a really good sort of, for everyone, like you said, measuring stick game. Stick game. Yep. But I think for the front office too and the coaching staff, you know, the Leafs can play with the Bruins. They just showed it tonight that they can play with the Bruins. But if they want to play in a seven-game series with the Bruins, which they'd have to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning to get there, which is just a whole other conversation, they got to make some additions. Like the bottom six for the Leafs is not nearly good enough. I know Engvall scored a goal tonight. I know, you know, whatever. But Dude, like, I, th- I thought the game was about to turn on its ass before Engvall got that goal. For sure. Like that, I, when you were talking about them getting caved in, I thought like, boy, that was lucky. And then Boston responded immediately, immediately. with a couple of others. But so, that was a huge stroke of luck that Engvall scored that goal. That's a, that's a great shot. Can fly yeah, in. Sure. Tip your cap. 88 mile an hour wrister right under the blocker in the net. Great shot. Tip the cap. I'm not it saying like a, it's not a great shot. I'm yeah. saying it was like a really fortuitous timing that they ended up getting one there and that he broke in and was able the, to get it off. The ice was absolutely tilting at that point. Like they, it really was. So, um, I just, I think it's a, that you were, the bones are there for a team that can compete in a seven game series with the Boston Bruins. Like there's no question that the Leafs can match them in some aspects, but I think the perfect, you know, Connor Timmons playing on your top pair tonight without TJ Brody, this decor is not very good right now. And I guess you can say Sandine and Lilligren and, but like they got banged around like Lilligren went off the ice after getting smoked. They got knocked around a little bit. I think watching this game, I know it's just one game, but this is who you're measuring yourself against. You really do. It showed me that the priority maybe should still be a physical defenseman, a guy that can kind of log some minutes against bigger bodies because the Leafs decor looked really, really shaky tonight. Yeah, uh, they definitely did. Obviously, I think that the Timmons play goes down as the worst play of the season so far. Well, I, I'm not sure. So I have a couple things on that. Okay. So Timmons, obviously, my my stock, I'm ruined. I'm ruined. Uh, well, I, I was just gonna, I, I was I, gonna I, say, I was, you're you're a Timmons apologist, so I'm kind of like oh, gearing myself up I'm for abs- how a blindside pass with Pasternak on no, the ice. That, you're gonna. He was he was not good tonight. Where they finished yeah. dash four, dash three, they were bad yeah. tonight. Morgan but, Riley, I think a dash eight since coming back. In yeah, he's game. he has not been good. So <laughs> I I gotta ask the question. Like I praised Keith on your show the other day. Yeah, I but, know. What but how the how the hell did he expect that to go? Well, what like well, he he expects that you're putting a guy who is this reclamation project who's played kind of good. He can't even get in your lineup when you're fully healthy, and you put him on the top pair in Boston with Riley, who's been shaky. You just put both these guys in a really not a situation to succeed. I even texted you. I was like, is he yeah. trying to send a message to Dubis that he needs a D guy because it's like he went back to it in the third period multiple times. Like I just. To me, that was not a pretty decision from Sheldon Keefe. Seemed like he was trying to get a little bit too cute. So, uh, right. yeah, like, but I'm not, I don't want this to come off across as a Timmons apologist because he was very bad. But I just, I don't understand what the thought process of putting Timmons with, with Riley was tonight. Well, I, I would say it's this, okay? Like, this is my kind of defense of this take okay. is that I'm trying to find Timmons' minutes. Yeah, like, he had Timmons out there with Riley a lot, but Timmons did only play 14 minutes tonight. That's like, a lot. 
yeah, it's, for, it's, for how he a, was playing. For how he was playing, like for I, sure, you but know, just in like, there's two things here. One is like they've they've already had this run with TJ Brody out where they've played Geo for like a long stretch of over 20 minutes mm-hmm. a night, and you saw it again tonight where. Dude, he wore two massive block shots, and he mm-hmm. got hit hard at one moment. And he also and just, iced the puck 14 times. Yes. He, which is... But <laughs> yes, but this is the thing. He's the oldest player in the NHL, and he's just taking a beating night in, night out. Like, there's a cumulative effect that happens mm-hmm. to the rest of the roster no when you have the TJ no Brody's out. So it's like, I like, they needed a body. And if you look at it, like, dude, Lilligren played 20 minutes tonight. Sandine played 18 minutes tonight. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying, but... They did. They were basically just doing what the best they could with the deck, the shuffle deck. Like, what other pairing would have made you happy? Like, they they played the kids a lot. They and I thought that the kids actually. I would say one of my biggest positive takeaways from tonight: the two Swede kids were solid. Like, they just belonged in that game. I thought that they played with intensity. Sandine was throwing the, or sorry, Lilligren was really throwing the body around, trying to make plays. Like, do they look a little overwhelmed at times? Sure, they're young and they're not grown into their like full man body yet that is going to be required in a Boston Bruins series. But like, I was really impressed with the way that they played and stepped up. It just, I don't, I don't think Sheldon Keefe had a lot of options with it. Like if Timmons is playing and Riley's playing, which is brutal about the Riley thing, because he's a $7 million defenseman that you got to find a way to kind of like shelter him and hide him a little bit. But they just, they they just don't have options, man. The options are play the oldest guy in the league more minutes Play Justin Hall more minutes. Justin Hall again, another night over twenty, where he played, I thought, like pretty solid. And yeah. then you played the kids over twenty. Like you just, there's that. And then the other piece of it to me is this: you're using it as a measuring stick game. You want to have it be like as close to the real thing as possible. So this isn't the game where you're like tinkering with all the pairings and shuffling them all up in a blender. You're just saying, hey, when we're healthy, it's going to be Brody with Riley. So let's at least take a look at these other two pairings together because like this is what we've got. So let's evaluate how these guys play against Boston together. Like let's not break up Sandy and Lilligren. I I think it's defensible. Like it looks really bad on paper. I totally get your take. I'm just saying I I do understand kind of Keith's position on this one. It's like what else am I supposed to do? And I get more tests. I get like a little bit of data on the other two pairings that like – could actually be together in this series. For sure. Like, Timmons isn't going to be in that series. I get it. I get it. But it's just, to me, optically, like I said before, we don't have to go around in circles, but a guy that can't get into your lineup two games ago, going into the top pair against the best team in the history of the NHL, maybe not the smartest coaching decision for my perspective. Hey, so the, the other thing, though, is I think you're right. It just, watching Boston have McAvoy back there and... Just how much he can kind of. God, he's got a punchable face. Holy, he sure does. Boston has a bunch of guys with punchable faces. McAvoy leads the league for me. He's just got that look on his face. I'm telling you, as a guy, league for you, like he really is high on my list. I I don't even really hate him that much, but just the look on his face. Oh my god, like I would be going after him every shift. I couldn't be able to help myself. Just looks at you. You got that look on his Uh, face. Anyways, continue. uh, I I think you're right that. Toronto clearly needs to try to add on their blue line, but Mm -hmm. the bottom six that you mentioned, like they Wayne Simmons mattered too much in that hockey game. And like, he did matter. And I know that people will say like his actual gameplay wasn't great, but the way he was sticking up for teammates, the way that he was getting in scrums, the fact that he dropped the mitts, the like, Oh, he just fought a fight. Dude, it was a great fight, but that's what I'm saying. Oh my God. I was so fired up. He mattered in that game tonight. Like they mm-hmm. need a little bit of that. And you, and I couldn't help but think like, what if they take Wayne Simmons out of this game? 
And like two of the top guys that showed the most team toughness, I thought Giordano and Simmons are again, two of your oldest players, two veterans that you're leaning on for that. I just, I don't know how Toronto really remakes that on the fly. I don't really think they can, but it, it absolutely should be a goal. And when I was looking again at differences between these two teams, I, I that felt notable to me that one of the guys that probably isn't going to be in the lineup for this matchup mattered in this matchup. Yeah, I think I think it should absolutely if you're watching this game and I don't I know Miss Dubas is Mr. Patient. He doesn't make snap decisions off yeah. stuff, but he, he's writing stuff down in his little, you know, thought book. Um, his whole thought book guarantee has got a little journal, writes down his yeah. thoughts, his, you know, his feelings, I guarantee has that. But, um, you need a guy like that in the playoffs, but a better version of that, a guy yep. that, you know, can skate that can play because it's pretty clear. Simmons is not able to keep up in with teams like this, but yeah. like you said, he absolutely set the tone tonight in an, it, like the, the, that building was so charged up right away. You could feel it. And there's just like, it was barely a hit and Felino comes right after him immediately obliges and two veteran studs, just chuck them at center ice for what was that? A minute and a half. Those guys were it just was, throwing dude, it was also a minute fight. It was kind of funny. The refs let it go a little too long. Normally yeah. I'm a let it go. Let it go. No. Guys. That's what I was like. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> those guys are, those guys are 40. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it just, Come on. And that obviously went to the least legs. They played so well after that. It just, it still matters so much in hockey to have a guy that you just can look to, to do that. And God bless Simmons for doing it. That's no fun. Like he barely plays. He gets into the lineup. He's expected to have this presence. Goes in there, drops him. His dad's smiling. Like I love it from Simmons. But if you get into a playoffs, you, you can't, he's not going to be able to do it. So well, you need to last year. No, and you need to identify somebody who's going to be able to come into your bottom six and kind of play somewhat of that role. You really do. Yeah. And I yeah. like it matters. It's still hockey. It's still playoff hockey. You need to find that 100%. And I, I just liked that at least the Leafs had a little bit of something that they could respond to the Bruins nastiness. Yes. What you know what my favorite play of the game was Boston. It was when uh, Marshan misses that cross ice pass and he doesn't finish the goal. And he just cross checks Sandine for no right reason. Right in the, bang, right in the chest, bang. Like you just see the way Boston finishes checks, and that's the beauty of watching yeah, but, Marshawn, Right, is just like yeah, but Marshawn never fights. He's a he's just I'm not you know, like he's but, just not, as soft as anybody else. He doesn't he's never dropped the gloves ever. Like he's you know I, he I, I don't understand does, the drop the gloves thing. That's never what well, I'm referencing. Like I don't well, no, care about dropping the always, gloves. We always kill bunting for like you know acting like a yeah. dick and not dropping the gloves. And Marshawn's the exact sure. same way. He never drops the gloves. I mean, he, like if he actually dropped the gloves, maybe I would give him a little bit more respect for what he does out there. But like he runs around, he acts like a, and just goes off the ice and never fights anybody. Like he, oh, he's see, just as big I, a rat. Hey, I love the guy. I respect his no, game. No, no. I, I'd I kill for him he, on my favorite, on my team. But like, he doesn't ever, you know, stand up and fight people. That's not yeah, part I of think, his game. I think you're missing my point though here. My point here is just simply that Boston is a team that throughout the entire game, it was just a little bit tighter than the Leafs. And I thought that their physical play mattered in this game where there's just a little bit of a nastiness up and down their lineup to their guys where mm -hmm. they just have like their, you and I talk about the top down and how sometimes there's just not the nastiness top down with the team. It's like, mm -hmm. there's just a, I, I, I like that their guys will always finish a check and that he'll lay the lumber on somebody. I don't care sure. about like team toughness in terms of fights. Fighting goes away in the playoffs. I don't think that matters as much. Like, I, what I think matters is just hitting guys and always being like laying that extra stick and just being mm -hmm. annoying and just 
Yeah, that's what Michael Bunting does. And we kill him for yeah. it. Well, I don't think Bunting's as physical. I think he stands in front of the net and he'll take a beating, but it's not like yeah. Bunting goes into the corner and like uh, players are looking over their shoulder when he's coming in. And was they say it's the exact same thing with Marshawn. Like he doesn't yeah. hit anybody. He just sticks people from behind and does dirty crap when he does, never stands up for himself. I think he That's, hits. Uh, but barely. yeah, anyway, I, I, I think my most impressive thing with the Leafs tonight was that I think you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but, just in passing. They bounced back all the time when like the game had real ebbs and flows to it and they never really went away. They kept kind of battling back and then by far the better team in the play. by far the better team in the third period. Like they yeah. really were. And I thought like they just like I said, Keith must have said something to him. Great. in that second intermission because they came out awesome. And I, I would be remiss. I don't know if we can go to this now, but that goal Matthew scored was unbelievable. Yeah. Not yeah, it was disgusting. To, not to like, you know, he starts from his own zone where he hits an absolute home run out of the air from the top of the circle. He hits it all the way down to the offensive zone. And then you, you saw the sort of ISO cam on him. He's like, am I going to follow yep. this play? I'm going to follow this play. I'm going to be def- re- defensively responsible. And the second Marner picks up the puck, you just see him head down straight for the zone, picks yep. it up and the, in tight like that on the Vesna front runner makes him look stupid. Just shelf. It, it just looked, that, I that just was love vintage, how easy he looked. That was, that was vintage Matthews. And after a couple games off and talking about his injury and stuff, I thought he was awesome tonight. Thought he was noticeable the whole night. Thought he had a ton of great offensive chances. All Mark stoned him. Like maybe it was a little bit of load management. Who knows what the hell's going on with him? But I thought it was a really good game for Matthews, including that, you know, that absolutely vile goal he scored. It was really nice. Yeah, I I, I don't think the injury is very serious. Like, yeah, I think he's been nicked up a little bit throughout the mm-hmm. season, I'm sure, because of whatever reason, man. But no, I think that this is a form of load management. Like, guess what? Basketball players, when they use load management, usually like, yeah, their knees are a little swollen. They're yeah. a little tired. They've got to think like, it's not like you never have an injury at all. A little bone, little bone bruise going on or something. Yeah. A little soreness. He's probably yeah. just taking care of it. Uh, no, this was a really great game. Like there was just a lot of things that happened. Like uh, Murray, the first save of the game, the cross crease oh robbery of like Marshand. Like just, these are like where the electric plays in the game. I thought like the Simmons and Felino fight. We Amazing. went over Tavares making an incredible play on the first goal. Of, I mean, of the yeah. game where yeah. he breaks in on the power play and he finds bunting the Giordano block on the power play. These were just like things I put as like, well, he blocked, it, blocked it with his dick. Just like, yes. Just <laughs> jump straight in front of it. <laughs> yeah. like, like this guy's a warrior, man. I, Lord. I, I honestly, it's so funny you say that because I, I, I was, I was thinking maybe he wasn't going to come back in the game because he got, I know. he got that football, the, he got football, spot. the groin. Oh, yeah. I was like, he was Hans Molman. I thought yeah. they're like he was done for the game. Um, the Olmark huge robbery uh, right before. Yes, uh, like right before Murray lets in the one like he couldn't see, Oof. and then Matthew says like, "What is like? I don't know. Maybe the Leafs goal of the year. I was trying to think of what's a prettier goal than that one so no, far this season for them. That's the one. That's yeah. Like unless we were counting <laughs> the penalty shots, because <laughs> there are some sexy ones in there. Oh yeah, uh, the, the that was. Yeah, yeah, the shootout. But uh, I don't. I've, I'm a soccer guy now. I just call always call them the penalties pens. tonight. Oh, they went to pens. Yeah, <laughs> Bruins had a little bit of a soccer moment tonight when Taylor Hall dove. Oh, that was like, embarrassing. Yeah, that was quite the soccer moment for him. Looked for it, and then like that was the targeted dive. That mm. was a, I see what I could do here, and then he took his opportunity. Um, anyway, it was just like two intense teams playing at a very high level. 
mm-hmm. big saves, big goals, big fights, big hits. Like, yeah, I just that scrums after the the. What do you think of the the stuff after the whistle that they had to break down on hockey night because we didn't even see it on the broadcast? You yeah. see that? No, I was watching the football Simmons, game. Football. Okay, yeah, I was switching over too. I I stayed with it, but like basically after Bunting got into a scrum, mm-hmm. uh, Simmons. And a couple of the Bruins like got into it and they were all standing like on each side of their ice, like both teams just barking at each other. Love I it. loved it. Yeah. yeah. It made me feel really good. Like that, that was what this sport is supposed to be. To I know. Like, I was that, just, I was just going to say, I miss that stuff so much because yeah. we, the, we watch the Leafs every night and they just play such a, you know, quiet yep. for lack of a better term, you know, a little, little soft brand of hockey. Yeah, not a ton of physicality. And then they get into these games where they know they have to bring it and they have it. They obviously have it in them to yep. play like this. Like you think about the, how nasty the games are against the Jets. Every time they play the Jets, it's like, oh, my God, the yep. Leafs are this physical, nasty team. Like, why can't they do this every night? And then they play a team they don't care about and they sleepwalk their way through it and they beat them. But it's like they don't throw one hit the whole night. I just... I miss this kind of hockey with fights and hits and scrums after the whistle and everything. It's just, yep. that's what I grew up with. And it, it, I was so excited about that fight. Like, I hate to admit to you how excited I was about that fight. Yep, Ali was like, I was just like, I was like, I was, I was jumping up and down my living room. I loved it. So it was, that part of it was awesome. Just awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a weird feeling this game. Because in on in one on one side of the coin, I say Toronto played well. They played up to their opponent. They mm-hmm. outplayed them for stretches. Mm-hmm. They weren't fully healthy with TJ Brody. Like that's the most meaningful player in the game that was missing it on either side. No Pontus uh, either. Yeah, no Pontus. Right, it's true. Like who's meaning, who's meaningful to the b- bottom six? He really yeah, is. Yeah, he has been. He has been meaningful yeah. to the bottom six. Um that they were like able to match the intensity that they were willing to engage in it, that their stars played like quite well in the game. Special mm-hmm. teams were good. Uh, like there was a lot, Matt Murray made some big saves, even though like, you know, God, like can, the, the, the third one have, you can, can we not have the five whole goals now? I know, I, I, but that, that's definitely it. I was going to say that like all these decent things happen in the game, but I, I, like I said, I just can't come away from it with a little bit of like, they got a little bit better from everything. They were a little more physical, a little deeper, Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, yeah, like Toronto played a really damn good game and Boston won. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you could just picture them going to seven games yeah. and playing exactly. a seventh, seventh game in that very building and it going very similarly to tonight. Right. Yeah. Like I can just, in, I mean, I have lots to look back on to be able to envision it, but I can envision yeah. it again with how that that's an intimidating team, man. It really is. Like, yeah, I hate to admit it, but it's just like you said. Everyone on their team from the top down just pokes at you, hits you, cross checks you, slashes you. And you said to text, it would be such an enjoyable team to cheer for. There's just no debating it. There's just the way they play hockey is an incredibly pleasing brand of hockey. So I'm really excited. They also have Pasternak, who is just like breathtakingly skilled and good. Like, didn't notice him much tonight other than him scoring a goal. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't think he had it because he, he literally always scores against Leafs. He scores every yeah. time they play. But I didn't think he was as noticeable tonight as he has been in other games against the Leafs. Like he had the goal, obviously, on the two on one. But I didn't think he dominated like he has in other nights. No, I, I thought Marshine was the best Bruin tonight. And 
But the pasta did have a moment near the end of the game where he almost had a wraparound, like right at mm-hmm. the end of the game where it was yeah. just like, holy crap, like just the, the quickness in which that all un, like unfolded. I went, oh, right. That's kind of like Matthews in the zone with his goal where you go. There's just some of those guys that have that nose for the net and the ability to pair those things together. And it's just like danger just happens, you know, mm-hmm. like everything's fine. And then it's like Tyler danger. And it's just yeah. too late. And he's one of those guys. That whole line is horrifying. When those three guys really? are on the ice together. It's just you really expect it to go in the net. Like even the goal they scored where it was just made it look so incredibly easy where Marshawn just fires a beautiful stick uh, tape to tape pass to Bergeron who just taps it by for the Bruins first goal. Hey, two things before we go. Yeah, I have one thing too. He threw his stick. I don't think he did. Oh my God. Okay. So I, I, oh, he, I, I, oh, he didn't mean to throw his stick. Yeah, he, yeah. Guys don't mean to high stick guys in the face and trip yeah. them. He didn't yeah. mean to. Oh, he, I didn't mean to. Marner's about to shoot the puck in the, in the there's a stick flying at his yeah. face. That was an insane non-call and it goes down the other way and it goes to the net. Listen, I'm not Mr. Blame the officials guy. You know that. We really don't talk about officials very often on this show. No, but that was a bad miss. And they... Bruins have always got a friendly whistle in that building. That's all I'll say. Especially since it was the Taylor Hall dive and then that, like that they were back to back. So I was pretty frustrated. I'll say this in the moment I went, I I yelled. I was like, he threw a stick. Yes. And to me, to me, that is a play where if you're an official, it's like, how do you not give the benefit of the doubt that the goalie threw the stick, like his sticks out of his hand and it was a dangerous chance. It's a flashpoint play. That's the puck is on his stick in the slot. That's what I'm saying. But and I say this in the most loving way possible because I love the man to death. Kelly Rudy is the biggest uh, like goaltender apologist oh, on the planet. Oh my god, he like, did. I love Kelly too so much. No, he's been part of no. my life forever. But I mean, yeah, he's like he didn't I love mean him to. to. I'm like no, he threw but, the stick. <laughs> I know, but but when they kind of were walking it through, it did it did kind of look like it did look like a little bit more of a slip. Like yeah, more, like so it, what? I'm not saying I'm I'm on your side. I'm just saying you asked me if he threw it, and I said I thought you were asking me like, did he do it intentionally or not? Oh, I think it okay, should have been well, a penalty. Yes, but I I didn't think that it was like a dirty kind of cheap play that he was like I I just I Kelly's Kelly's warm heart, his intentions they got to me. I went I want to see the world the way that Kelly Rudy sees the world. Okay, you know how good <laughs> that would be for a day. Like, you know, nice that would be. So I'm honest. This is a guy. Like, who, I, like, follow, I follow Kelly on Instagram. He's some nice dinners involved in there too. Oh dude, boy, Kelly's. One, Kelly's a couple Stunned. things. Big, nice dinner guy. Big heart and soul guy. Great Stunned. for mental health war, like oh, yeah. warrior. Stunned. But also, like the funniest moment in the history of television was when Kelly got worked up about the trade deadline, and it was like <laughs> that that guys getting traded away, having to leave their towns and families. How hard it was for them. I was like, yeah, for sure it is. But that's got to be like out of all the jobs, <laughs> like that are <laughs> tough on planet Earth, leaving. <laughs> To go play professional hockey for millions of dollars in a different city. Probably not the worst of them. Um, do you think Bergeron actually retires after this year? I'm just watching him play. I'm like, please you God. were going to retire from hockey? No, please, God. Quit. <laughs> like, just quit. You've done quit. enough, old man. Retire. <laughs> You're too he's old. so good. <laughs> no, he's not that good. Dude. Just retire. Just retire. He's so good. <laughs> like, what are we talking? I'm just saying, if this Bruins team is this good, there's no. Yeah, if they, if they win the cup, he retires. Yeah, I guess that's the scenario. I just, all I could think of was like, what part of this roster is taking a big step back next year? Like they have, do you know what's the craziest part about going to the deadline? I don't want to tell Leaf fans this, but Bruins have the most cap space out of Toronto and Tampa, like by a significant margin. Yeah, because they pay their top two centers 10 bucks 
a year. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> guess what? Those guys agreed to play there. That's the Boston way. They had the championship buy-in. I don't know what to tell you. Ah, like yeah, but they also made $100 million each in their careers. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that they did have the thing where, like, they, they, that, they had the right order in terms of when guys got paid, right? That's been one of the criticisms of Toronto was, yeah. like, it went backwards and Boston I don't, did the I'll other way. Get it. Or, Let's not get into this. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Me. What it's was your other thing? Off. I'm just saying that they have more I, they have more wiggle room at the deadline than any other team. And I they felt the, like all their picks except yeah. for their second, I think. Yeah, listen, I know. Terrifying. I took the bait hard on Twitter. Did you see my video about the, the ref? Yeah. I was so pissed off. I did a video of me being – I'm probably going to delete it. I was so mad. But the, the penalty call on Marner in the third period where he strips yeah. the puck and that they're about to go yeah. in on a three-on-one after the way that game was officiated – and listen – I prefer it to be toe picked and fell. It was a bad call, but I prefer it to be less penalties called. Like I really do. I would rather it be a physical game where guys are chopping, whatever. I don't need you to be calling. Like, I don't need it to look like the first round against Tampa last year where every stick infraction was two minutes and there was eight power plays a game. I don't want that. I agree. I know what you're saying. But like, but at that point in that game, what was there? 10 minutes left. And you called that. It's like, come on. Wake up a little bit. No, I told you, I think that the refs were bad tonight. I thought that they had three like major impact they're, plays they're, on the game. But they're, they're bad every night. Like, There's no yeah. point in talking about it every night. But that was just a flashpoint situation in the game that pissed me off. And I did a video that I'm probably going to delete. No, but the, but the bigger one was probably the stick being thrown. Yes. Like, the goals get scored right after. And yeah. Marner probably, like, I, I'm not going to say, you know, I'll say he probably finishes that goal. Like, it's not a guarantee, but. No, but there's a, a high-danger Mar- chance. Yeah, it's a high-danger chance for, uh, like, a guy who finishes a lot yeah. of those. Yeah, so, he, had, he had support with, you know, the best, one of the best goal scorers on earth coming down the, the slot. So, anyways. I think it matters. Anyway, if I'm going to kind of, like, bullet point today's game, I would just mm-hmm. say, like, this is another game where, like, Matt Murray was good, but. He let in the one extra one that you kind of want back, and mm-hmm. their guy didn't. You know, like the in third, terms of the series, hundred percent. And Allmark was fantastic tonight. Yeah, fantastic. The, the blue line again, just I. They were a guy short in terms of they didn't have Brody tonight, and I, I'd be curious how much of a game he would have. But Riley just can't carry a blue line partner, which scares yeah. me for a seven million dollar player, and. I just I don't know how they're going to end up figuring that piece of it out because like they have a lot of guys that you like right now, but it still feels like a place they can upgrade. And then, yeah, like Toronto is, I think, still like they've been able they've played in enough big games now as a group where they can hit that intensity level. No problem. They can match mm-hmm. it. They don't look overwhelmed. They look like they belong there, but they still don't look like a team that can match the physicality. And it's still going to be a concern over a uh, over a series where it's like, yeah, six, seven games deep. Like, how are you going to hold up? But then again, and then ultimately, though, like their top guys all really showed up for this game. And I was really yep. impressed by that. And they all had like me- kind of meaningful moments in it. So, yeah, and I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's a weird it's a weird game to watch where I feel good. But also, like, I feel encouraged by the Leafs. I feel like they can improve. But then I also just looked at what Boston was. and I was like, damn, that's a that's a really hard team. They that's good. a really like. I, there, you know, there have been years where Toronto hasn't had the record as them in the standings and they've played and Toronto's played them in the regular season, even earlier this year when they played like Toronto was the better team throughout the game. Boston wasn't really up for it. Boston was up for it tonight. And it was just like, damn, none of this is fraudulent what they're doing this year. eh? like no. you kind of hope that there's a little bit of, oh, well, they get exposed in this and they just didn't have that tonight. And I was no. that was tough to see. Yeah. 
Completely agree with it. No, I'm I'm good. More meaningful hockey, please. Yeah. Tuesday against Tuesday against the Cats. Meow. Is that gonna be a little bit? Is that gonna be uh meaningful for you? Not bad. Well, Division the cats rival. Are, the Cats are kind of fighting for their lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it in Toronto? Yeah, in Toronto. Well, that's good because no, it'll matter because guess what? All those Florida players are like oh. Finally, someone will watch split hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. And then Jets, here. Jets Thursday, which will be good. That's yeah, always a, that's stretch. always a, and they're playing they're playing well. And then the Habs on Saturday night, so uh, it's going to be a yeah. good stretch of games here this week. Habs Habs will somehow win. end up playing them tough, and Cole Go Caulfield win. will score. Yes, lock. Yeah, that's that's like those are. Yeah, you're right. This is a good little stretch. And then Islanders on the Monday after, which is like yep. be another tough opponent. And then a Rangers game. Nice little, you know what? Good little stretch to get us out of January here. And then Battle of Ontario, who knows where that's at? Caps and then Bruins again. And then uh, I'm off for these two games. Uh, <laughs> double CVJ. Double, double CVJ on a Friday and a Saturday. Whoever uh, put that on the schedule, like, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to cuss. Yeah, like, whoever put Love and Blue Jackets Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, like. Uh, you know, like, you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, it's Leafs Talk. Hey, we got some, uh, again, we always appreciate the reviews on iTunes and Spotify. It really helps us out. Um, if you see the content on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, share it. If you just want to say that you like it to a friend, do that. Leave a thumbs up on uh, on YouTube. What, however it is that you want to kind of like chip in. If you like the free content, we really appreciate it. Uh, J.D. Bunkus, Sam McKee. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at J.D. Bunkus, at Sam A. McKee. Uh, we will catch you for that game. Tuesday night. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The cats. See you then. <laughs>